up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe, and it is Tuesday, November 23rd, Waivers Day for Week 12. And we're going to dive right into it because we have a really interesting opportunity to get a guy who's been on absolute fire and is still somewhat widely available. Okay, if he's not in your league, you don't have to tweet me and be like, he's not available in my league, Jeff. All right. But, you know, what? guess the wide net. And Elijah Moore is out there in more than enough leagues. I would go 50 to 100% on him, honestly. You just don't find, especially at wide receiver, guys like this on waivers very often. Over the last month, only Cooper Cup averaging more PPR points per game, 20.9 for Elijah Moore. Spend what it takes to get him if he's out there. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson coming in at number two. And by the way, you can get my waiver wire rankings over at FTNFantasy.com, promo code RATPACK. But Stevenson actually, well, outsnapped by Damian Harris 25-22, but outtouched Damian Harris 14-12. And that's the more important number for us right now. At the very least, he's in a committee in an offense that's going to run the darn ball. And better than that, maybe he ends up being the lead in that committee. He has played pretty well. So I've got 30% on him. Remember, your fab isn't worth what it used to be worth. Uh, so you, you know, it's not going to earn any interest in the offseason. So you might as well spend it here. Michael Gallup, 20%. Amari Cooper's on the COVID list. CeeDee Lamb is in the concussion protocol, but there's actually some favorable reports today about his progress. It's really rare for a player to make it through a concussion protocol for a Thursday game, but it has happened. I don't want to pretend like it hasn't. Either way, Gallup will at least be the number two here, and there's a lot of value to rostering him. You're likely not able to use him with Cooper and Lamb both healthy, but they both have gotten banged up or various reasons have been off the field. So there's a lot of value to holding Gallup. Rashad Bateman, 20%. I actually love that He's coming off a down week, and it wasn't his fault at all. Tyler Huntley was his freaking quarterback, but a lot of people are simply going to look at the fantasy points scored, and they're going to say he sucks or whatever they say. You know how fantasy people overreact, and some people might even drop him. I'm not dropping him. I'm adding him at 20%. Love it. I love the high ceiling, especially when Lamar is back. Devonta Freeman, 15%. Now, I'm very cautious with this one because, yes, last week did make it look like he was the lead back, but it was also, as I said, a week with Tyler Huntley out there. So who knows, really, how the touches are ultimately going to be distributed when Lamar's out there and if they are playing from the lead. But 15% because running backs don't grow on trees. It's also a week where we do want to load up on handcuffs. Jeff Wilson leading that group because there is the potential Elijah Mitchell misses more time. And we know if Elijah Mitchell is out, we just saw it. Jeff Wilson is a 20-touch guy. So I'll go 10% on him. I'll keep him as a cuff. This is the time of year to load up on cuffs. Even if you don't have the starters, go after the cuffs. Now, you may not have a drop on your bench, but if you do load up with those cuffs, just because they're on your bench doesn't mean you're necessarily going to hit on those guys. But getting them on your bench is a very important step at this time of year. And just remember that. Like, if you pick up Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell is active, well, you're not going to be able to use Jeff Wilson. He has no actual immediate value. It's implied value. I can't tell you how often people do that. Well, Wilson hasn't been doing much. Well, no, you're not rostering him because of what he's doing. You're rostering him because of what he could do if Mitchell goes down again, which has happened. Speaking of going down, Michael Carter, 
will be out for two to three weeks. So Ty Johnson is my preferred. I don't love Ty Johnson. He only had one carry last week. But it is because of his ability in the passing game. I'll go 10% on him. He's just a rental car, though, for the next couple weeks. Cam Newton, 8%. Uh, It was like we hopped in that DeLorean, right? We went back to 2015, and he was elite all over again. Can he keep this up? I don't think so. But at the same time, we know he's at least a quarterback, too, like a front-end quarterback, too, going forward. And you could be sitting with like the Derek Cars of the world right now and not looking like you have enough upside for the fantasy playoffs. And Cam Newton does have that, at least. And he has a decent floor as well. His floor is reasonable because of his rushing ability. So I'm going 8%. Marquez Valdez, Scantling, 7%. I don't think that you know we're going to see last week happen very often, but we do know what the ceiling is. And he should push for a wide receiver three numbers over the final basically two months here of the season. Alexander Madison, 5%, handcuff season. He is he should not be out there in over half a leagues, and he is. That's crazy to me. He should not be out there. Samaje P. Ryan, 5%. Chuba Hubbard, 5%. The reason why these guys are so valuable is because we do know if the number one guy goes down, this backfield is theirs. For example, let's let's take like um I keep getting asked, who's Austin Eckler's cuff? There really isn't one. Like, if Austin Eckler goes down, it's either a two-man or a three-man show in that backfield. If Leonard Fournette goes down, I don't think it's actually just Ronald Jones. I actually think it's Ronald Jones and a lot more of Giovanni Bernard than what we've seen so far. But if Cook goes down, it's all Madison. If uh, Mixon goes down, it's all Piran. And we know if McCaffrey goes down, it's all Hubbard. Those guys are very valuable. Matt Breda, three, uh, 5%, that is. He's 13 in rankings here. He's shown something over the last two weeks, so whatever. Fine. I <laughs> I give up. 5%. Sony Michelle, another cuff there. 3%. Not quite as valuable as the guys I just mentioned, but still pretty valuable because he'll touch the ball a ton if something happened to Daryl Henderson. We'll continue with the cuffs. I got more deeper ads here for you, but I'm going to take a very quick break. So I'm going 3% on Cedric Wilson because even if CeeDee Lamb does play, there's going to be a role for Cedric Wilson here on Thanksgiving. 3%, it's a rental price. You're not paying, you're not overpaying for him. And he has flashed some upside in the past, so maybe a little bit of a Thanksgiving Day uh, deep play for you there if you're desperate, a little desperation play. Tua Tungavailoa, 3%. Not, not my favorite quarterback ad but still a quarterback two plus and he did rebound last week and he does face the Jets in week 15 if you're if you're one of those who wants to get out ahead of things you could potentially grab him for that matchup depending on what you have right now if you're telling me you have like Patrick Mahomes or something you don't need that uh, but you know if you wanted to get ahead of it you could DJ Dallas, 3%. Chris Carson will not be back this season. Rashad Penny cannot stay healthy. So DJ Dallas is the cuff in that backfield. Uh, You know we're getting late in the year when we start bringing these names up in the Seattle backfield. Terod Taylor, 3%. He is the priority streamer this week. Uh, He faces the Jets. He's coming off a solid week. I just don't want to add him thinking I have him for the rest of the season. You know, if you're adding Terod Taylor, planning on starting him, you are fully acknowledging you're still streaming and you haven't found that guy yet. 
Tevin Coleman, 3%. He will lead the backfield in in carries, carries with Michael Carter sideline, but there's not much upside there with Tevin Coleman. Khalil Herbert, another priority cuff back, uh, but not as priority as the other guys. But, you know, he, he'll touch the ball a ton if something happened to David Montgomery. Same thing with Jamal Williams, both of those guys at 3%. Jamal Williams, obviously, in Detroit. Austin Hooper, 3%. So the Browns can't stay healthy at wide receiver. They know obviously no longer have Odell Beckham. They need to throw the ball to somebody, and Hooper's had four receptions in each last two games. That's not crazy good or anything like that, but it's better than three for 32, and that's all I'm really looking for at the position, especially if I'm in streamer territory, so you could do worse than Hooper. Marquise Goodwin, 3%. Does not look like Allen Robinson will be back on the field, so here's another rental car for you. 3% on Taysom Hill. He just got the contract extension, which is one another very deceptive contract because, yes, it could be worth $95 million if he starts at quarterback for the entire span. I don't know if he does, but I know Trevor Simeon shouldn't be starting for them, so maybe they finally make that turn here. If Taysom Hill is a starting quarterback, he is a top 15 option. With his ability as a runner, he doesn't have to do as much with his arm. He can be a Cam Newton-like player for fantasy purposes, which, you know, okay, 175 to 200 passing yards, uh, one or two passing scores per game, call it one and a half, and then he runs for at least a score, at least 40 yards. That's a back-end quarterback one, if you throw all those numbers together. 3% on Taylor Heineke. A lot of volatility with him. You know, he's like uh, like a rich man's Gardner Minshew in a lot of ways. But he has he had three passing scores against the Panthers, so he could do worse. Gerald Everett, 2%. He's had 11 catches over the last two games. Streamer tight end territory. Nick Westbrook, Akina. Now he's the guy who has 100 yards. So Marcus Johnson, see you later. Maybe Westbrook, Akina, we'll see. Trey Sermon, if you're really trying to get out ahead of it and cuff, Trey Sermon could be the guy as a sort of next level cuff. We just know the injuries go around in that backfield. So it's it's not terrible. Latavius Murray, 2%. Speaking of terrible, I don't think, not that he's terrible, but the situation is terrible there. Like there's a couple backfields I kind of want nothing to do with Tennessee, Seattle, Houston. Like, Philip Lindsay was cut. I don't care about Rex Burkhead or David Johnson. Honestly, could not care less about those guys for fantasy purposes. And Baltimore is almost there, but, you know, I can't ignore what Freeman has done the last couple of weeks, but there is at least some value to Latavius Murray. Speaking of Tennessee's backfield, Dontrell Hilliard, fine, why not? 2% if you're in a deeper league. I'm not adding him in regular size leagues, that's for sure. But he had 51 snaps, and he is on the active roster now. Big Ben, 1%. Coming off his best performance of the year, but he just doesn't have that high ceiling. Uh, and then Andy Dalton and Joe Flacco, both at 1%, because the every quarterback who's a starter should be rostered in two quarterback and super flex leagues. So that's where we are with Dalton and Flacco. Dalton will start this week, it seems. Uh, will they have a head coach after that game? There's some rumblings there, as I'm sure you've seen. And then Flacco looks like he's trending towards starting again for the Jets. We shall see, though. I am holding Justin Fields through this game. You still have a high ceiling, and if they do make a coaching change, who knows what that does for his value. Kenyon Drake I'm going to hold on to as a cuff, not as a guy who I feel confident in starting. 
T. Higgins I am holding as a guy with a nice high ceiling. And last week I'd mentioned him on the downgrade show for wide receivers. Brian Edwards, just because I know it's a roller coaster ride, he is the Vegas Donovan Peoples Jones, so I'm holding him. I am cutting Ryan Tannehill. I think four interceptions is enough. Zach Moss, I'm moving on from, I think being out snapped by Matt Breda is enough. Adrian Peterson, in case you missed that last week, he was outperformed by Dontrell Hilliard this week, so moving on from him. Jarvis, the production's disappointing, and he is dealing with an injury. And then Cole Komet, you know, on to the next tight end. Came back to earth last week, so on to the next tight end. All right, a defense, if you have the Patriots, you have the Bills, you have the Panthers, you have the Bucks, you have the Ravens, I'm staying put, especially the Patriots and Bills and Panthers. Staying put. No need to grab another defense if you have one of those guys. Remember, our objective isn't to squeeze as many points out of it because you're never going to figure out the mysteries of team defense. Your objective is to put a, a defense in your lineup that gives you the potential for a few things. Sacks, okay, cool. Takeaways, even better, and then takeaways for touchdowns, right? That's really what it's what it all comes down to. Hey, it's an icing on the cake if you have a shutout like the Patriots last week, but that's not going to happen very often. You just want takeaways, mainly, and then sacks. So all those defenses stay put. Don't overthink it. If you don't have uh, one of those defenses, like if you have Arizona, I'd move on from Arizona. No defense is good enough to carry through their bye week. And if one of those defenses is out there, I would immediately grab them. Carolina might be out there, you know, uh, I don't think New England's out there anymore, and Buffalo certainly isn't, but Carolina might be. Anyway, if you don't have them, here's who I'm streaming this week. Philly, facing the Giants, who just moved on from Jason Garrett, he asked for a comment, here's what he said. Uh, that was it, that's all, and and now he gone. Uh, so we'll see what they end up doing, but I don't think it's going to be any better. So Daniel Jones... Yeah, let's go after, especially with the upside the Eagles have shown. Big play slay, baby. Uh, Chicago facing Detroit. It looks like Jared Goff is going to be starting. I have no idea, though, but does it really matter? No. The Bears prime for a big game. And then how about this? This defense is available in like 99% of leagues. The Houston Texans, because we're going to keep picking on the Jets, and I don't care if it's Flacco or Zach Wilson or, heck, Robert Sala. I don't care who's under center. We're going to go after him. Okay, so there you go. Uh, if you want the waiver wire rankings, you get them over at ftnfantasy.com. That's an article I put out every single week. You can use the promo code RATPACK to get you in at a discount. Of course, you can use that same promo code over at ftnbets.com with my NBA bets. So close to 10 units off for the season. I hover, I'm hovering, but I'm I'm inching my way up there with NBA. We got a we got a nice slate tomorrow night, by the way, for NBA. So anyway, uh same promo code over at FTNDaily.com as well. So go use that. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll be we'll do a little deluxe edition. We'll do some rankings and wide receiver cornerback matchups here to set us up for Thursday and beyond. So until then, I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.